found high up in high Welcome back, stoners, to another episode of I'm Too Effin' High. I'm your high host, James Mastriani, and I am very excited uh, for this episode. We've got a really great show. Um, What is this show, in case you're listening for the first time? Uh, This is the show where we get comedians high on cannabis and have them do comedic challenges to try to prove that marijuana makes everything funnier. Um, this is our attempt to try to continue to normalize cannabis, uh, through the language of comedy. And, um, we have a lot of fun doing it. Um, if you, uh, are listening for the first time, also, we do a live show at, uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade in LA, the first Saturday of every month at midnight. Um, with me as always is my right hand man, DJ Blue Dream. Hold up. Smoke weed every day. Smoke weed. Smoke weed every day. There it is. How you doing, DJ Blue Dream? Good. I'm good. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty high. Yeah, me too. I'm excited about this episode. We got a little special one for the listeners. Yeah, this is great. We're really excited. Um, Before we get to that, uh, before we get to our guest here today, um, just a couple of quick, uh, quick things. Uh, check out um, I'm2FingHigh.com for information about uh, podcast episodes, guests, live shows, all that sort of stuff. Merchandise we have. Um, and it's pretty great merch. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. It's pretty cool. It says um, I'm2FingHigh on it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which makes a lot of sense. Um, and what was the other thing I was going to say, DJ Blue Dream? I'm so high. Yeah, I'm pretty high. Yeah. Um, There's something else I wanted to tell our listeners. Well, maybe it'll come back to me. Um, it probably was not important. Mm. Yeah. But what is important is the guest that we have today. So we've got uh we've got such a such a great guest today. This person is also involved quite a bit in, in the cannabis advocacy and culture um he's got a, a a really great podcast called great moments in weed history uh he uh you might recognize him from uh uh bong appetit uh please welcome to i'm too effing high abdullah saeed What's up, dude? What's up, man? How you doing? Chilling, man. Yeah. So good to be here. There it is. And I gotta say, I I gotta commend both of you guys on uh, how normal it is in here. You know? Yeah. This is is normal as shit. Yeah, man. What were you expecting when you said that? We like to keep it normal. I was like, weed's involved. I wonder how many (laughs) animal-shaped balloons are gonna be floating around. Yeah. But here we are, and it's normal. And that's the important thing here is that weed's normal. It's normal. That's That's what we're trying to do right, we're yeah. we're high we're in a, a very normal looking office with yeah. um there's there's you know one of one of the things for me and and, and actually um 
uh, I want to ask you uh, the question I always ask because I, I, I want to mm. talk to you quite a bit about cannabis. Because oh, I love answering questions yeah, about weed. So, <laughs> yeah, me too. I love asking them. I love finding stuff out. But um, mm. uh, uh, one of the things, I don't know if you feel this way as well, but like as I, you know, I've been smoking weeds for about 17 years. Mm. And um, as I get older, I'm kind of like turned off by sort of like the weed culture that makes you feel like a teenager, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which is all the like, you know, the sort of tie-dyed stuff or the, um, uh, I don't know, like the, we all know what that means, right? Yeah, that's what, sort what of I mean the by, stereotype. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, I think, uh, I think you can mature and grow older and kind of... St- Still, you don't have to be a stereotype to enjoy no. cannabis, right? You don't have to wear head-to-toe weed clothing <laughs> with a weed hat. That's right. And play sound effects like smoke weed every day just to be like a stoner. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that right. doesn't stop a lot of people in Southern California. <laughs> smoke weed every day. That's right. Yeah, right? That's right. Um, so, Abdullah, what is... Um, uh, we always ask every guest this question, mm. uh, and I'm really curious about your answer, and, and um, feel free to like... If you want, start from the beginning. What is mm. your relationship to cannabis? Mm. Yeah, so my relationship to cannabis for a long time, uh, like any other kid, you know, a high school, college kid, yeah. was that I really, really liked weed. Yeah. yeah. In in the group of friends that I was in, I liked it. I was always the guy who liked it more than anybody else, right? <laughs> I was always down. I remember yeah. being young and hanging out with my brother and his friends and just being so eager. I was probably so annoying, being like, let's smoke more. Oh, let's take bong hits. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, but it never faded. When I got older, I always want to smoke. I was like, always really enjoy it. And then, uh, you know, at some point, it became my career. You know, the, the second that I started doing weed stuff, uh, you know, weed media. Yeah. What was the point uh, when that happened? Uh, the first thing I did was the weed it column. Right. So yeah, that was that ran from 2012 to, to 2014. I think I did a hundred, maybe 102, something like that articles, wow. and then most of them were just stories from my life about weed. Uh, and you know, it was sort of my first successful weed thing. And then I did a bunch of different shit after that. Yeah. Uh, I did Bong Appetit. I did a lot of web docs. Yeah. Like, you know, stuff about other substances, you know. And really, my thesis is not just about cannabis, right? But that, you know, uh, I want to erase the imaginary lines that we've drawn between food, drugs, and medicine, right? That's Mm. kind of the underlying thesis for everything. You know, I I think, you know, we talk about cannabis advocacy. And I think, you know, even though we won't admit it, to the outside world, I think all cannabis advocates know that uh, this is just a stepping stone to getting psychedelics legalized, right? Yeah. Like that, that's, you know, and then, you know, ultimately we want to, you know, open people's minds. We all think the world would be a better place if more people smoke weed. Yeah. That's why I do the work that I do because genuinely, you know, um, you know, people, I, I, you know, see people struggle with their purpose in life so much, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I haven't been one of those people for a while because I, I know what my purpose is because I genuinely believe that if I get more people to understand cannabis or to be cool about it, yeah. that the world will be a better place. And I think that's fucking downright true. You know, I still believe it. I believe it more every day. Man, that's a great 
fucking answer. I oh, thank answer. you. That's that. a beautiful answer. And and, and I I feel uh, so similar in so many different ways. I, I, I actually really relate to um, being in high school and liking weed way more than your friend group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in general, I feel like uh, that was me, 100%. Um, so that's really that's really interesting. And, and um, when when you say uh, psychedelics, mm-hmm. right? Are you are you talking specifically? I mean, I'm assuming you're talking about all, mm. but uh, do, do you do you find certain ones that that you veer towards? Yeah, you know, I've had different points in my life where different ones have had a lot of value to me. Yeah, um, I don't do a lot of psychedelics frequently now. I mean, once in a while, I'll eat some mushrooms yeah. or you know something like that. But really not with the enthusiasm that I used to in my mm-hmm. late teens and 20s, right? Yeah. Right. Where it was like this event, you know, <clears throat> and a lot of it was about bonding with like, you know, my friend group. And a lot of it was about sort of undoing a lot of the conditioning that we underwent. I, I think a lot of people, you guys are in your 30s, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So like a lot of people don't remember that in the 90s, you know, like talk about fake news. We were completely, you know, we were led to believe all kinds of bullshit. Oh, that yeah, now man. they're like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. Sugar's melting your brain, yeah. and opioids are killing everybody. Yeah. And like, you and know, the converse with like marijuana and stuff, where I feel like all yeah. the propaganda I heard about weed and or whatever made me go like, holy shit! Yeah, you, if you smoke weed, and then two weeks later you're in a ditch on the side of the road. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like in that fucking was India, where mm-hmm. weed has been used for thousands, medicinally of thousands of years. and like religiously. Yeah, literally, God. Smokes weed in India. Yeah, it's crazy. Shiva yeah. smokes weed. I've been to religious See, festivals where like it's like ten thousand sadhus all wearing orange robes, like yeah. smoking weed and drinking pung. Nope. Like you know, that's how they start their day. That shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, imagine if imagine if all gods just smoked weed, right? <laughs> there'd be no wrath. There's there'd be no vengeance. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You're totally you're totally right. Um. I think I think for me one one of the things that really opened my eyes was um and, and and really made me invest more of my life towards uh cannabis and 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 promoting it uh is exactly what you're talking about uh, with with opiates and such I come from um you know I live I'm from Pittsburgh which oh, say no more my fucking friend you said opiates in destro- Pittsburgh. Exactly. <laughs> and so even, you know, on a, on a personal level, personal level, even, you know, my mom has been a, an opiate addict for oh, wow. decades. Right. Um, all because doctors were just like, no, this is the shit. It's not addictive. This is what you need. Ah. Take this, this Oxycontin. And next thing you know, you know, it can it controls you. It, it, yeah. You know, Dude, this is so incredibly tragic. And the most fucked up thing is that. This war was fought back in the uh, 18th century or 19th century, rather, the Opium Wars, when the British forced the Chinese uh, to, you know, submit so that they could sell opium to these like addicted masses. Like, interesting. Yeah, that's that's the most fucked up thing is that this has all happened before in different forms. They call it different things, but literally, this opiate crisis. The world knew this. So the way yeah. that cannabis became <coughs> illegal globally initially was that the world came together. The League of Nations was like, you know, oh, my God, we got to We got to put controls on opium because like all these wars have happened. People are dying. It's, it's fucked up. Like yeah. we got to control that. And America was mm. like, 
okay, uh, can you put cannabis on that list too? They're like, no, we're just going to do opium and cocaine. And America was like, yo, we like won World War One and shit or whatever. <laughs> like, you should just put weed on there. Hard flex, hard flex. Yeah, and yeah. the reason America wanted weed to be banned worldwide was because, you know, John D. Rockefeller and Andrew Mellon and all mm-hmm. the guys that came up on oil early on didn't want something like hemp competing right. with oil because hemp can be used to make fuel, plastics, all kinds, all the shit that you make out of petroleum, except it does it without any sort of byproduct that yeah. melts the polar ice cap. Yeah. So just a just a dash of conspiracy theory. You know, you know what's really <laughs> ironic about that is specifically a name that you brought up, right? Uh Andrew Mellon. Yeah. Who is a huge um uh uh, uh like Pittsburgh guy, right? Mm, yeah, that's right. Uh Steelman. Yeah, Steelman, Melon Arena was was like the Penguins Arena down there. Melon Bank is a big that's thing right, in Pittsburgh. That's right. And and he was a huge um like a uh, 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 supporter of the city of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And the irony there is is that by him doing that decades later opium came or or opiates and just ravaged the city that he mm-hmm. loved so much Wild. all for all for this you know short-term greed yeah yeah the crazy part too is like it's almost worse now even though like you were saying it's like a repeating history thing because like it's not worse this is a fucked up thing to say but like the mm. like they had opium dens back then where i'm right. like at least you were getting high in a classy place yeah that, that's <laughs> you, right. you laid down awesome. yeah. imagine yeah. going to like a fucking it's like a it's like a weed lounge but you go and lay down on a fucking palanquin and then someone comes and serves you opium and yeah. tea and yeah. you eat like, like now it's just like in a fucking like bathroom somewhere that you know what i mean you're, you're just, yeah yeah, yeah. So, in an abandoned house yeah in pittsburgh in pittsburgh <laughs> that's where you gotta go yeah <laughs> Um, man, I love that. That that is uh, uh, what a great lesson. And and so, yeah. um, speaking of, mm. I, I I do have a couple questions yeah. uh, for you in general that that I'm really interested in, sure. just to get to know you know you the stoner. Um, yeah. And uh, so one question that I had was, uh, so your podcast, mm-hmm. um, uh, great moments in weed history. That's the one. Uh, do you have? a favorite moment or 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 fact or or Mm. something that you've delved into that you are like um you know you gotta read about this or or anything like that yeah absolutely so there is a lot a lot of weed history right yeah excuse me it's there's a lot of weed history and it goes back thousands and thousands of years right and in the show We've scratched the surface, and I think we're telling really interesting stories about more recent figures, so mm-hmm. last couple hundred years, right? Mm-hmm. But the oldest story that we've done is one about Jesus Christ, all right? Now, th- there is some conjecture that, in fact, the uh, anointing oils in which Jesus was baptized were cannabis oil. Fully oh. psychoactive cannabis oil, right? Now, then there is an episode of Great Moments in Weed History about this, and it's the one, yeah. I forget what the whole title is, but it's got Jesus Christ in it. You can't miss it, yeah. right? So, you know, it, it basically comes down to a translation that's in the Bible. Either it says that this recipe for an anointing oil involves nine pounds or nine stone or whatever the measurement they used back then of 
something called calamus, which is a completely benign, like random plant. Uh, I'm sure somebody's going to dispute that and be like, no, it's good for rashes or whatever. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, or it was cannabis, right? And basically, it's scholars disagree. Oh, wow. Some say that it's cannabis, some say it's calamus, but there is absolutely a good possibility based on the, the uses of cannabis. In uh, that region at yeah. the time, it yeah. was definitely there. Yeah. People were definitely aware of it. Uh, you know, historians had written about cannabis before that. Um, and to me, that is so fucking fascinating. And it's it's so great because if that's true, it just flies in the face of every, uh, you know, wild right wing Christian yes. who is right. anti-pot. Right. You know 100%. What I mean? That's yeah. so fascinating. Isn't that's that cool? cool? I love that. Yeah, people don't realize that the politics around cannabis are extremely recent. And yeah. they've been integrated into all these different cultures very recently. Totally. In India or in the Middle East, why the fuck does anyone not like cannabis? Literally, yeah. there are people who are using it And it's still it illegal there now. Yeah. And I think so and illegal. It all came because of British British law. Because yes, you're like, like there's, it's still religiously something that people do for various holidays throughout the year. Yep. Like weed is kind yeah. of part of the, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, of a religious experience. In every it's religion. So crazy. Sufis and Islam, the sadhus and Hinduism. Yeah. yeah. All over the place. Um, well, and also like, I, I feel like there, there are a lot, I mean, you look at like, I, I'm personally not not a religious person, but you look at certain religions like, uh, you know, Rastafarians and stuff. Mm. They they're, they're able to find sp- sort of like a spiritual connection through uh, cannabis. Totally. And, and if I, I feel like deeply spiritual people, I just like it enhances elements of my life. Yeah. Even though I'm not necessarily spiritual. Mm. It enhances other parts of my life. I would imagine it would enhance parts of their life. Maybe that part. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But but they're so, you know, because of the conditioning, they're so afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which which goes back to like again the the stigma and stuff. It's so funny. Like like I was saying earlier, my mom is a, a an opiate addict, yeah. and is terrified of cannabis and oh, to man. use it. And you know, grew up kind of like strict catholic and it, it brings up this sort of like real you know she's 70 so it's like brings up this real deep-seated yeah. like i don't know what Gilson, it is yeah. but because her doctors mm. give her oxycontin <laughs> that's okay right Damn. it's like that's fucked that's i it's, know it's sad how prevalent that story is yeah you know what i mean it's it, it's really i'm very sorry that your mom has to deal with that and i i hope that you can convince her to use cannabis because yeah. look, there's reports now that actually there's like reductions in opiate ab- abuse in places where there's legal cannabis. Like yeah. there's actually a, a significant yep. impact on it. So, <clears throat> and I think for each of us as cannabis people, the ultimate battle weirdly is like our, our parents, you know what I mean? Because we live on, on either side of this gap. Right. Our parents, this yeah. gap in understanding Literally, one of the most successful propaganda campaigns in human history, unless you define religions as propaganda campaigns, which you might. (laughs) Which um, I do. (laughs) But but still, a very, very successful one. 80-year campaign that changed the understanding of cannabis in all cultures across the world, and Mm. our parents were subject to it. Uh, You know, certainly, like, you know, my mom is, is someone who I was able to convince <laughs> about the uh, benefits of cannabis and, you know, as the world sort of started to understand it, she started yeah. to understand it, and I, I think it's a beautiful thing, but she's very That's open-minded yeah. and liberal, and my father still thinks 
that I'm like a drug addict. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. do? Smoke weed. Um, that's great. Well, so, so now let me ask you this question. Yeah. So, you know, you focus a lot on great moments in weed history. Is there something, let's say, 30 years in the future? Hmm. Is there something that you hope for or expect or are excited about um, regarding cannabis? You know, is it is it global legalization? Do you think that's a possible a mm. possible thing in 30 years? Um, or is it, you know... Um, yeah. That's a very interesting question, man. And, you know, I think I'm a poor predictor of this kind of stuff because, like, every time there's been, like, oh, well, what states are on the ballot for legalization... I'll be like, hmm, Oregon's definitely not going to go. Florida's definitely going. And then none of that shit happens. So so maybe I'm just bad at predicting that stuff. But what I would guess, like, what does it look like in 30 years? So it's, you know, essentially uh, 2050. Yeah. Um, I think that the world will have gone even more uh, corporate when it comes to cannabis. Right. I think that we could probably see some of the same patterns that we've seen with alcohol, uh, where, you know, you you could make your own, but you're not going to because mm-hmm. you can buy it at the store. Um, and, you know, really, I, I think that it's, it's unfortunately, it's going to be a furthering of this very rude awakening that I think myself and a lot of other cannabis advocates had in the last couple of years, which is that we've compromised too much with these untrustworthy authorities when it comes to legalization. Right. We trusted people who are total narcs and total cops with and and we've bartered with them and we've given them a 25% excise tax on our product we've given them the ability to enforce and license and license and enforce all that shit legally yeah. when they have been really really not uh you know worthy of that type of trust right uh, i don't think the authorities in any state have demonstrated that they're progressive in that way as long as there's police forces across America that operate the way that they do now, it'll never be fair. Yeah. Right. So um, in that, I think that that will possibly get worse. And and, and I, I don't think there's any turning back from that. I think that legal cannabis is a, uh, a, a cash grab um, and that the actual effects that we wanted to see from this thing, right, uh, which is, you know, retroactive amelioration for everyone who's been in jail for cannabis, right? right? Sure. Um, I don't necessarily think that can happen. Look, and also, you know, we were talking about things happening before. So cannabis first came under enforcement in India with the British who enacted a tax on it, right? Mm-hmm. And Indian farmers that didn't pay that tax were jailed and beaten and, right? Right. And then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, cannabis was prohibited and essentially the same fucking thing is happening and now what it's com- it's not prohibited anymore but what what is it it's taxed right. so they're going to enforce it so like you know uh, the real enemy here is capitalism it's the right. real bad guy um the only way we're ever going to get to some sort of star trek esque future uh is if like there's a fucking EMP and you know, like then there's only like ten percent of us left. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that literally is, is what it's gonna take for people to realize um that, you know, uh 
it, it, this is this whole thing is fucked. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> that that got uh, fatalistic real fast. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the uh, Thanos, the Thanos uh, angle the ten, too. The ten percent approach. Yeah, yeah and, and and the thing is, like, not that that's a, a good thing. Of course not. Like, no, 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 no. You know, here's the thing I, I've also realized about capitalism is that, you know, as much as I might critique it, I also was born into it, and yeah. I'm totally ingrained yep. with its ideals. Totally. And I would not be able to live any other life. Totally. If in my lifetime they suddenly changed the whole system and went to like the good, like, yeah, like everyone's got a shaman and, you know, like it's right. all good. Yeah. Uh, I would fucking probably kill myself. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't understand what this world is about. You yeah. know, yeah. I've been talking shit about like, yeah, like uh, Bernie Sanders, like uh, yeah, cancel yeah. the government, whatever. Right. Uh, but if I actually got the world that I wanted, I would be like, wait, what happened to all this stuff? There yeah. used to be like 19 things in the vending machine. Now there's only two. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, so you know, so who the fuck am I, really? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's a middle ground somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, there's got to be. There's got to be. Um, Man, those are, yeah, those are great, uh, really great answers. Thanks, man. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I've been rehearsing them for like the last two weeks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we sent you the questions ahead of time. Yeah. yeah. You, you've been rehearsing. I think I'm still on script, right? <laughs> <laughs> great. Um, yeah, that's great. Let's have a little bit of fun here. Let's, uh. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just no, this is, this is great. <laughs> um, I. A lot of times we we have um, you know uh, on this show comedians that um, and I know you also do comedy, but specifically comedians that aren't as connected to the cannabis community or sure. culture, and so it's a real treat for us to have you on yeah. the show to be Thank able to you. talk. Thank you. It's a treat for me to be yeah, here. It's, yeah, it's, we it's often go straight cool. into the challenges and stuff. You know what I mean? But now we're like this. It's it's yeah. it's interesting to dissect the the state of things with absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. No. Yeah. I, I I love talking weed with weed people. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, same. Me too. Same. Um, I'm I'm gonna save my my question that I was gonna ask you for um after this, um, and and I'll explain the segment in a moment. But this segment is called Hi Splain It To Me. Okie doke. Oh. Hi It, baby. <laughs> uh, so uh, what High Splain It is is basically, and, and you're hitting the vape right now, which is perfect because that's a part of the setup here. Um, we um, Basically, I'm going to give you something. I'm going to give you a few things, and they're in different categories here. And to your best of your ability while you're high, you have to try to explain it, what it is or how it functions to an audience that has never heard okay, of it great. before. Does okay, that make fun. sense? Yeah, yeah, it great. does. It does. And, and just so just so our audience knows, uh, you know, on a scale of one to ten, how uh, we always like to find out how high somebody is. How high are you right now? Oh, like the it's the R trees scale. Yeah. Um, I would. It is say, the R trees. Yeah, I love that. Yep. Right. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I would say I'm at about a six or seven. Right. Seven. Okay. Probably. I love Seven's it. Good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Baked. I'm gonna give you sixty seconds. Okay. To try to explain, as you're high, the best you can, what a piano is. Okay. 
Are, are we ready to go? Ready to go. Ready. Okay. All right. Let's go. So, <laughs> this is a musical instrument. All right, mm. and it's uh, it's uh, sort of it can be square, rectangular shaped. It can be a very strange shape. Uh, the only way to say it would be piano shaped, really. But <laughs> I know that's uh, that's against the rules. So, um, you know. Most pianos are, are are piano shaped, there. But there's pianos that are not piano shaped. Also, and we, we've we've all seen those. But anyhow, regardless, it is the most fundamental instrument of music. Uh, it is a percussion instrument uh, because it has little hammers inside it that hit little strings. People, would the person know what hammers and strings are and not some of yeah, these other yeah. things? Sure, maybe. Okay. I'm... okay, cool. Right, sure. They just don't know what a piano is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so, and when you press the keys, uh, they hit the hammers, which, uh, uh, they cause the hammers to hit the strings, which makes sounds. And then, uh, sounds are basically like things that vibrate at different frequencies. Uh, hey, you know what? I was moving on to something else. I feel like I got it. I feel like I got <laughs> Awesome. It. Okay, cool. Good job. Good job. So, um, still going. Do you want to, do you want to take another hit of the vape here? Sure. Get a get a little bit higher. Oh, there, there's multiple things, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Great. Oh, oh, yeah. This is fun. All yeah. Right. There's multiple things here. You have 60 seconds uh-huh. to explain to somebody who has no idea what it is mm-hmm. the concept of jumping jacks. Okay, cool. <clears throat> so does does this person who who doesn't know what jumping jacks is know who Leonardo da Vinci is? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. So you know, if you're familiar with the work of Da Vinci, my friend, you'll know that there's the Vitruvian Man, and uh, so essentially, this is imagine yourself just standing like a regular person, and then imagine the Vitruvian Man, and I want you to in your mind alternate those two frames back and forth. All right. One of them is you, just you standing there the way that you are, just standing, and the other is the Vitruvian Man. Back and forth and back and forth. And those, my friend, are jumping jacks. Man, yes. that was fucking brilliant. What Thank a you. Great, is, I was warmed up for that one. The most cinematic description of <laughs> Absolutely. jacks I've and ever also, heard. And also, I mean, like a good teacher going straight mm-hmm. to a visual aid mm-hmm. uh, or a metaphor is yep. really smart. <laughs> um, last one here. Last one. Great. All right. This, this one's going to be abstract. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. High splain to somebody who has no idea what it is, mm. the concept of luck. Wow. Okay. All right. So, look, sometimes, you know, there's some things for you in life, just, and I'm talking about you specifically, right <laughs> all right, that will not go well. <laughs> Yeah. Other things will go well, but you know what? You're not even going to notice the things that go well. <laughs> as they're going well, you'll feel this diminishing amount of joy as you get older, yeah. right? Uh, but seconds later, you won't even remember that feeling. And you'll spend your whole life chasing this dragon of a, of a morphine needle that's built into your brain, you know, that's yeah. releasing uh, chemicals into, into you that are making you feel good, you know? ignore all that right (laughs) i'm talking about the times that you do remember the times that when you scream to the heavens and ask why why uh you've had to deal with all this shit that no one else in the fucking world has to deal with right 
in that in that three seconds. Uh, oh, and, well, let that, me just finish yeah, that. Finish thought. it up. Yeah, dude. It's not an actual in, in game that, show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did I win? Did I win the? the Everybody Cheetos? wins. Absolutely. Um, uh, but, but yeah, you know. So, so I'm saying, in in the three seconds before you realize that you have nothing to fucking complain about because you have food to eat every day, right? Uh, right. You know what bad luck is. Yeah. You yeah. fucking sniveling piece of worthless shit. <laughs> 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 yeah, what oh, I loved about great. those three were that they were all like a uh, all formally different. Like the piano <laughs> one was like an encyclopedic. Here's a piano. Yeah. The, the jumping jacks was like here's two visuals and now like cinematic. Yeah. And this one was just a fucking rant sticking <laughs> oh, it man. to the. Like, you want to know what luck is? <laughs> yeah. You know what <laughs> piece of shit? <laughs> you piece of shit. That's uh, good. That's great. It's great. I love. I I always love to see how people handle like the abstract ones. You yeah, know? yeah. I yeah. feel like you know it's abstract. It's hard yeah. to describe. That was great. That was great. <laughs> um, that's ideas. Hey, stoners! This episode of I'm Too Effing High is sponsored by Vale. Even though marijuana is becoming legal in more and more places, there are still some people who don't love it as much as we do. And that's where Vail comes in. Vail is the odor elimination spray made for the modern cannabis smoker. Rather than masking the smell of smoke, Vail breaks it down on a molecular level. Once the spray has worked its magic, all traces of smoke odor are virtually undetectable. Vail is eco-friendly, non-toxic, and made in the good old U.S. of A., if you're in a situation you need to get rid of that smoky smell, maybe your boss is over. Maybe your significant other's parents are coming over. Maybe you're at a police ball. Go to smellveil.com and use the promo code TOOHIGH for 25% off your first order. That's smellveil.com, spelled V-E-I-L, like veil, like you wear at a wedding, and promo code TOOHIGH. T-O-O-H-I-G-H. Check it out. Get 25% off today. And if you need to, nobody ever has to come over to your place and know that you smoke weed. Let me ask you this. So, so um, I know you used to write uh, weed a kit, right? Mm, yes. Um, and so one of the things I was curious about and, and interested in starting a conversation about is just um, if you have any sort of uh hardline weed etiquette things mm. you know uh or or maybe it's not um it, it doesn't always have to be social i guess maybe you mm. can uh, do you have any sort of like uh, um rituals or anything like that mm. um yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know what's interesting my rituals change very frequently okay. i will <laughs> hard to say it's like I, meaning i could have one that goes on for years yeah right totally i used to smoke spliffs Mm -hmm. You're from India, you know uh -huh. what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Sprinkle is, a little tobacco in there. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and this is how everyone in the world smokes weed Most, except for here. That's true. Yeah, and yeah. I, I personally don't really prefer it at, at all anymore, but excuse me, for many years, I just smoked spliffs, right? And I would roll the filter a certain way. And then, like, coming out to California, my habits suddenly went in flux. You know, and, and really, once I started doing... Uh, you know, uh, weed stuff, weed shows. Yeah, it, it all changed, and then like getting free weed was mm. a crazy thing. Also, you know, getting free weed, getting free hash, like yeah. all, all, all this this type of thing. Um, 
And then sometimes, you know, like I start to run out of all the shit that I have, but then inevitably more shows up. Right. So it, it definitely, you know, you start to perceive the actual product of weed differently. Yeah. And you know what's funny about that, actually? And I'm kind of straying from the question here. No, but please do. This whole thing about, so I spent my whole life being like, weed is so precious, right? Mm. It's like, oh, it's this most valuable thing. If you have some, things are good. If you have none, th things are bad. You right. know what I mean? And it's like, you, it's really important that if you're a pothead, you know, to have weed all the time. Yeah. And then imagine that suddenly someone's like, here's all the fucking weed that you want ever. Fucking here it is. That's it's yours. Good. Right. And as you walk down the street, people will want to give you weed. Oh, my when God. When you go to a weed festival, people will say, please take this weed. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're like giving it to me. And I literally I like for a little bit, I was going to these weed events and stuff with a with a dude with a bag to carry all the shit that I was getting. Free fucking Holy weed stuff. Edibles, hash, fucking vape cartridges <laughs> and all this. Uh, and flowers, just fucking straight up, like ounces of weed, quarter pounds of weed. Um, it was crazy. And this was before the laws became more stringent. Like right. I said, like, you know, now the cops are in control of the weed because it's all, that's why they want it above board so they can track it all. So now those companies, they can't just give me a bunch of free fucking weed. You know what I mean? Because really? all this shit's being tracked. That's wild. Yeah. And I mean, certainly it still happens, but not as much. Right. Yeah. There was a bonanza between when the law passed and when it actually went into effect. Oh, yeah, totally. It was it was fucking wild styles out here. But basically, that experience has made me think about value very differently. Mm. Like, oh, this thing that was so precious. You can't even go to the store and buy it if you have money. You have to know somebody to get it. Right. Suddenly, it's fucking everywhere, and I can't sit down in a fucking Shake Shack without somebody coming up to me and giving me some of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, I was like, what are things? What is what is value? Yeah. It's so fucking strange. From one day to the next, from 3,000 miles away to here, it the value of the most important physical thing in the world to me yeah. completely fucking changes. Interesting. It, it, it's so bizarre. And water. Water is something that you fucking need. Like, you know, yeah. it, it's such a necessity and, uh, you know, like now some people don't have it. Some motherfuckers have too much of that shit. They're swimming around in it. Totally. It's like it, it just it's it broke the whole thing open for me. And, you know, I used to enjoy somewhat a little bit. I'm not a materialistic person. Yeah. But I used to enjoy buying something. Sure. Sneakers. I used to enjoy buying sneakers. Yeah. I, then I did a show for Super Deluxe about sneakers and someone gave me the most fucking coveted pair of sneakers. Uh, it was like these that those Cactus Jack Jordan 4s. I wanted them so bad. They were yeah. so expensive. I was never going to buy them. I did that show. Boom. I got a pair of those sneakers. That's amazing. What the fuck is value? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, but weed really is what broke that open for me. And then I also try to think about that when I'm having a slow six months. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. what is value? What is value? nothing. <laughs> yeah. As you're, as you're like... <laughs> crying over your rent check that yeah, you're writing. Yeah, like, right. what is value? What is value? Yeah. It means nothing. Yeah, That's yeah, that, yeah. It really doesn't. That's a really good point. Yeah, <laughs> that question always means something different when you're in a slow period or a rich period. Like, you oh, know what totally. I mean? When you're like, when you're getting it, then you're like, you know, life's more than this or whatever. Yeah, yeah. When you don't have it, holy shit, it fucking smarts. Oh yeah. man. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Well, there's mm -hmm. that. There's that whole thing of like, um, and I don't. You know, it's not that I don't believe this. But 
it just is so surprising to me that, you know, they, they, they say scientifically the, you know, person that makes $70,000 a year is just as happy as the person that makes $700,000 right. a year. Yeah. yeah. But people that make under 70 are very, are much unhappier. Dude, that's, that's real. Maybe, maybe it feels skewed to me because we live in LA. I wonder if that mm. is like, cause LA is just fucking expensive. And but you know what? It's not as expensive as New York. That's so, true. And and this is why, like, I look at L.A. and I'm like, this is fucking paradise because yeah. there's always another place to go. New York is an island. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it's so fucking hard to, like, you know, keep finding a new place to live because, like, every two months there's a new hot neighborhood right. that used to be the hood and now it gets popular and whatever. Yeah. So here I came to L.A. and I was like, oh, I can actually get my own place. Like I just moved to my own place. It's the first time that full on I have not had roommates. Oh, good for like, you. I've always had a weird, uh, either roommates or the situation where, oh, we just share a kitchen. Oh, this is, I'm in one floor in this guy's house, even though I have my own kitchen and bathroom or whatever, you know, it's like yeah. always something. Yeah. And then, you know, now finally I'm in like an actual place and, um, it's, you know, it, I, it, I can actually afford it mm. in New York. You know what the crazy thing to me in New York was is that when I moved to New York, I was making like thirty something thousand dollars a year. Uh, you know, at Vice when I started working at Vice, I made thirty thousand dollars a year. In they, fucking they New knew. York. Yeah, and they knew a motherfucker wanted that job. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So oh, they yeah. were like, "Here's nothing. You know, you want to do this, uh, whatever." But you know, you consider that like it's training. You know what I'm saying? That's right. that's boot camp. Um, but but essentially. I went from that to, you know, making over a hundred K, right? And I still couldn't afford my own place in New York. And I said, you know what? Fucking New York. I did my part. You know what I mean? (laughs) I I can't fucking do this anymore. I stayed here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's true. New York is, um, you're right. New York, San Francisco. Yeah. San Francisco. Forget it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah it's it's crazy Fucking how expensive nuts. that place is. Nuts. This place is nuts. Mm-hmm. I'd be uh, like, yeah. fuck that. If I'm gonna pay that much rent, I'm gonna go live in like Tokyo. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, for sure. Legit. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. Very cool. Um. Any other sort of weed etiquette stuff? Oh yeah! Wow, really went off the rails on that one. No, um, I love it. It was great. So like weed etiquette stuff. I guess you know what. Uh, it doesn't totally bother me that different people consume weed in different ways um you know it's it's almost the thing that i've learned is that like the the etiquette changes everywhere you go right you know what i mean that's true so and and like a part of me like you know it's like doesn't even care anymore you know i'll tell you one thing that was funny though and this is the thing you know a lot of people will uh, gift me weed, and I very feel very lucky that that happens. Yeah. For anyone out there in the world who sees me in public and thinks, "Oh, I wonder if I should gift him this weed." Like, yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Gives it to me, but I feel the same, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Give, me weed. give all yeah. of us weed here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like those times sponsors have like given us a bunch of shit after. Oh man. I'm just like, this is all the payment I need. This for is the show. Oh yeah, yeah right. It's the best. It's like, but then uh, there's, you know, they make weed everything now, and I was, I forget where I was. Maybe I was at one of my comedy shows. Yeah. Uh, and it was <laughs> like he had made these weed eye drops, and he just came up to me and he's like. 
hey, how's it going, man? Love your show. Let me put this in your eyes. <laughs> and I was like, what? No. What get the fuck out of here, man. What are you doing? Get the fuck out of here. And he was like, oh, come on, let me put something in your eye. And I'm like, dude, that's, this is nuts. That's a crazy fucking thing to hear someone say. Yeah. <laughs> that is terrifying. Let me stick this in your eye. How oh. many drops did you take? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be I, like, all right, only four. Yeah, only four yeah drops. just four in each eye. Four in, yeah. each eye. <laughs> four in each eye. Okay, one in my mouth. Give me yeah. one in my mouth. <laughs> um, that's great. And then um, another question that, I, that, that we wanted to ask as well. Uh, oh, yeah. Just to oh. um, kind of see. Dr- uh, DJ Blue Dream, you want to ask this one? Oh, sure. I mean, uh, this is just a... Uh, it's something know, we've, we've all like talked about or asked yes. other people before. <coughs> yeah. Right. So you're, you know, you're a weed, um, I would say, connoisseur at this point. You probably know yeah, your somewhat. weed. Yeah, but you yeah. also like probably think about like ideal weed experiences or environments when you're high, right? So sure. like if you, let's say you have an i like um a weed bar or it could even just be a yeah a weed cafe lounge. A weed lounge a weed lounge sure. a weed casino whatever a blank you know what i mean a, a weed, weed casino, casino. <laughs> 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 just the the highest fucking dealers yes uh, the slowest game of that poker would equal things played. out i feel yeah. like uh that in would. terms of uh if the dealers had to be high uh, i feel like people more yeah. people would win that yeah. would that would be. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so what's your ideal weed? Uh, My venue? ideal weed spot. <clears throat> well, what does it look like? What are different features? What are different, you know, parts? That's an interesting question. I would say that outdoor is Ooh. is a really great place. Nice. Um, you know, I, I recently, uh, my girlfriend took me to one of the cemetery screenings. Oh, oh yeah, Sinespia. It's yeah. so yeah, fucking yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it was Dude, great. Um, and that, like, I remember I was like, you know, it was sitting outside and I was smoking weed and I was on a, uh, <clears throat> like, a picnic blanket and we were watching, uh, you know, <coughs> the last one we saw was Dumb and Dumber. And, and I was like, oh, wow. And the weather in LA at night is really good. And that really sticks out in my mind as like a really ideal place. To sit and fucking smoke a fatty, yeah, you yes. know what I mean. It's yeah. like it, it, it was, it was really awesome. So I, you know, I, I would say like outdoor somewhere, yeah. And I don't know, maybe right now that's striking my mood because like I like to smoke in a lot of circumstances. You know, sometimes you haven't smoked weed all day. You know, just getting home and you imagine oh, like it's the best. You know, sitting at your dining table, Dude, it's the yeah. best, and being like, I can't wait to just sit there. And just watch shit on YouTube. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? On my laptop. So it looks like from afar, it looks like you're working, right? Yeah. <laughs> but like, you're just getting <laughs> high. Like yeah. You know, like, and you're the only <laughs> one. But like, it, it, that, there is like, there's those moments that I really value where you're just like excited about it. Um, yeah, I love that. But yeah, uh, outside. I, right now I'm feeling outside. Okay. It's, it's okay. Like, and what about, uh, so let's talk aesthetics a little bit. Like what kind mm. of aesthetic uh, feels like uh, you're kind of high that you would want, you know, you, mm. you'd want to, you know, maybe people to enjoy? Ah, so I I am a, a big fan of dabs. Do you guys take dabs? I have, but I can't do them regularly. Yeah, how about you, James? I do. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a um a dab uh, uh contraption. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, hey, man, if there's dabs, I'm dabbing. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's uh, I really enjoy dabs and like especially sitting at home. But like, this is a thing I do. Uh, you know, I have like this 
really like full ass jar of CBD, like nice CBD distillate, right? Yeah. So what I do is like I'll like scrape up a really fat dab, right, of whatever different shit, and then I'll just put a tiny dash of the CBD on it. Yeah. Ooh, right. Yeah. And then I'll hit that, and you know it doesn't smack you in the face as much yeah. as like just like taking like a full ass fucking you know THC heavy dab does it takes the edge off a little bit yeah and it, it gives you this like nice euphoria yeah uh Ooh, it's it's really great good. i yeah. like that yeah yeah so, so th- that definitely is something that i enjoy is mixing dabs Ooh, like oh that's great stuff. that'd be nice to so have, i'm imagining so. like i'm imagining every table at this place it's outdoors every table in the mm. middle of it has some sort of like uh like maybe that's sort of like how you get started is the little a little dab, rig. a little dab oh, with yeah. some CBD, yeah. take the edge off. And I got yeah, yeah. You know what? Or it's like a, it's an opium den. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna change my answer to opium <laughs> den, the opposite of what I've been saying. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a dark indoors. Yeah. yeah. And instead of weed, uh, it's opium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and every twenty minutes, someone runs up on you with an eyedropper full yeah. of opium. Like, Let me say this in your eye, bro. <laughs> That's great. Um, I love that. Oh man, this has been uh, this has been so fun. This is yeah, yeah this Seriously. is great. Yeah, thank you so much, Thanks man. For doing are, are, it, man. Are, we, are we? Is this is that all the games? Yeah, we were just oh, um, awesome. Yeah, we, we structured this like one and be like, we want to talk to him for a bit. Just yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, thank you guys so much, man. Absolutely. This is seriously, this is like one of the most show, fun shows. And, ever. And, and if you want to follow the podcast, great moments in GMIWH podcast on all platforms. Yeah, that's me. Awesome. Oh, and the new season of Great Moments in Weed History starts September 5th. And there's 12 of them, so it's going to go for a couple months. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, it's out. Come out. The yeah. first episode's about Barack Obama. Oh. Yes, great. Who has I love a great that. weed history. Oh, okay. I can't wait. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna tune into that for sure. Awesome. Um, as, as should you guys. Uh, check out uh, Great Moments in Weed History. And, uh, you know, educate yourselves uh, a little bit about, uh, about the cannabis, the history. I, I, I should educate myself. Even just talking to you here, I'm like... You Man, guys seem I, I pretty to, educated damn. to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, we we we'd surprise you. Uh, <laughs> we'd surprise, we'd surprise you. you. Um, dude, this has been great. Thanks again for Thanks so coming much for out. Me. Yeah, and uh, also, guys, check out at uh, uh, I'm Too Effing High on all platforms. And again, check out uh, you know I'm Too Effing High Find out when our next live show is. And uh, uh, hopefully one of the ones you come to in the future, Abdul will be uh, will yeah. be one of the guests. So and you know what, tweet at us and we'll see if we can get you tickets. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. This has been great. Stay two F and I, you guys. Hi, I'm Holly Laurent, and I have an improvised podcast called Mega, where my co-host Greg Hess and I play characters working at a fictitious mega church. Each episode features a guest comic playing characters who are part of our church staff or community. You can find us on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out. Church is about to get a whole lot funnier. Campfire.